Welcome to the Up Close uh, with me, Tori, and my hubby I'm right Chad. here. Yeah, this is Chad. Um, we are just getting up close and personal and talking about relevant topics and particularly pressures that we are dealing with every day of our life. And today, we're talking about one that's pretty close to home for me, which is saying yes to anything and everything, pretty much. Um, babe, you said yes to me, so that's a good, that's well, a that was a, That's a good yes. We wanna say yes to the God things, but it's saying yes to the things that might not be, you know, as Lisa Turkers would say, our best yes. But I don't know if you struggle with this, babe, because no. you're pretty good at saying no. I gotta be honest, and not to make myself sound better than I am, but I don't really struggle with saying yes. I struggle with saying no too much. <laughs> I will, People send texts, hey, do you wanna go do this? Hey, do you wanna go do that? And I will like basically make a list of everything that's in front of me, like the possible events or whatever you can do. And I, I, I don't know if it's FOMO, the fear of missing out. I don't know yeah. what it is, but I will, I will either wait till last minute to pick one or I just say no to everything and end up doing nothing. So I don't- and I'm the literal opposite where I feel like a lot of my decisions can be led by somewhat of like guilt or I wanna make everyone happier, I wanna make time for everyone, and so then I get say yes to everything, mm. and then I have this overwhelmed schedule and I'm operating out of lack instead of operating out of overflow. So, literally now I have accountability, time management, saying yes to all the right things, even outside of you, which mm. you're pretty good at accountability, babe, but. Well, I, I mean, I think the thing that was really important for me to learn is, especially before we got married, I had, because I, I saw some of my friends get married and I was just like, man, marriage is kind of tough, you know? And I was like, well, wait a second. What if I start living like a married man before I'm actually married? And then maybe the transition from singleness to marriage won't be that difficult. And I, I got in a habit of already saying no. I wouldn't go do this or go do that or hang out with that or whatever. Hmm. And that kind of helped prep me for this because now I'm able to, in your words, make the best yes and yeah. make time for priorities uh, for the things that are most important. Well, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we're going to introduce the man, the myth, the legend, Steve Wilbur. And, and I, I say that for a reason, because you've actually asked a few times what church we go to, and we've, we've kind of kept under the DL because we have an insider. You have. We have an insider. We have some information on you. And so as we work through these questions with you, if you don't bring it, we're going to know. Yeah. And so we're yeah. super excited to work through these questions. So Steve, yes. is, he's been the pastor of Core Church LA for, for nine years. Yes. And he was at Harvest Fellowship for 14 years before yes. that. And he's just done amazing things. He's on the radio, 20 stations, I believe. Yes. Just really, really cool stuff. And we're going to mention some other nuggets on him throughout the program. But we're just going to jump into these questions. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's do it, Chad. So the topic today is people-pleasing or saying yes to everything yes. or doing things in a way that would, um, you're maybe crossing boundaries that would leave God on the outside and your own personal agenda on the inside. And so we would love just to start by asking you is, how have you seen the young church in LA be affected by saying yes to everything? Yeah, well, we have a lot of young people at our church. I mean, our church has got age groups from everywhere. There's not any one age group and it's super diverse. So we have a lot of different nationalities. So you have all these different cultures that are coming together and they're all melding together. And and people are getting pulled on in this generation more than maybe any generation. And mm -hmm. I've been around for a yeah. few generations, yeah. okay? Yeah. But I'm still in good shape. Yeah. Just want to point yeah, that out. But, uh, <laughs> but with all of that said, you know, it's like no matter how much you're pulled, 
you have to somehow schedule time. You have to take your time and you have to grasp that time and say, okay, what are my priorities in this time? Mm -hmm. Because if I say yes to this and say yes to this and say yes to that, then all of a sudden I find out instead of me giving my best, I'm not giving my best. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm only giving them minimum. I'm giving worst, actually. Mm -hmm. And so you say, well, what am I going to do with my life? Am I going to be a person that's always known as just giving the minimum? You know, am I going to be a person that walks around like a, an anemic believer yeah. right. with okay. no strength? So what I say is, number one, first we have to prioritize what is the most important thing in your life? And that mm -hmm. should be for the believer. And I don't care if you're a young believer, an old believer, whoever you are you have to make your relationship with Christ priority mm. that has to be number one you know even on Sunday morning I do devotions every day I mean I get up and now yeah. I'm in the word every single day and on Sunday morning you would think okay man I got to do three services man I got to get into this message I got to get yeah. ready I got to get over there yeah I do my regular Bible devotions not even looking at my Sunday morning wow. message on Sunday that. morning because that has to happen first above everything. You know, I think about what David said. You know, David said this to young people, and this is David and Goliath, David, obviously. Mm -hmm. But he said in Psalm 119, he said, how does a young man keep his way pure? Mm -hmm. Now, think about that question for no a second. Way. How does a young man, how does a young woman, I mean, how does anyone in their 20s, how do you keep your way pure in a world that's going in the complete polar mm -hmm. opposite Especially of that direction? Yeah. But he answers it. He yeah. goes on, Tori, and he says, by keeping it according to thy word, thy Amen. word have I treasured mm -hmm. in my heart that I might not sin against you. Mm -hmm. Think about this. God allows us to know him. I mean, mm -hmm. the God of the universe. It's like, yeah. right? yeah. it's like it's a mind blow. There's a hundred sure. billion yeah. galaxies. Did you know that there's a hundred billion stars in each one of those galaxies? No, I did not. I mean, <laughs> the Earth is 25,000 miles in circumference. It's spinning at 25,000 miles an hour, and it's going in an orbit around the sun yeah. that is 520 million miles long. Okay, God created that. Everything mm -hmm. just happens, night and day. Yeah. It all happens, and it's like we can know Him, God. We and can he know wants God. To, like he wants that relationship with us. I think that's wants the craziest, it. coolest thing is Toy, that that it. God like yes. wants to intimately know you. And just from what you were saying, it's like that alone time with him being a priority yes. then filters your life. You yes. know, in a way it's like, okay, if I'm not spending time with him, then I don't have peace in making decisions or I don't have discernment in saying yes or no. I don't have wisdom on how to handle those situations. Yeah. And my question to you is, is there ever been a time in your life where you've realized that maybe you haven't spent time with God and you've, you've overfilled your schedule and then you're kind of in this like, oh gosh, now what do I do? Like, how do I handle this now? Yes. Well, multiple times in my life. It's not just once. It's not 10 times. It's maybe a hundred times. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. and, you, and you find yourself, you're ragged. Mm -hmm. you, you're like out of energy. You, it's like you, you're weak in everything that you do. You know, the Bible says in Colossians 3.17 and 3.23, kind of repeats himself. He says, do everything you do as heartily as unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You do it as unto the Lord and not right. unto man. So I learned back, you know, way before I was in the ministry, I was working in construction. <clears throat> it's like, if if I do my job as unto the Lord, and I do the best job conceivably possible, it's like, and I do it as unto the Lord, guess what? I'm going to please the person that is paying me to do this job. Right. I'm going to please mm. my boss. I'm going to please right. everybody. So when you start talking about time management, you start realizing, oh my goodness, if I do everything as unto the Lord mm -hmm. and not unto men right. and not unto people around me, then all of a sudden I'm going to start pleasing everyone. Then there becomes a strength 
that is not your strength. Mm -hmm. It's a strength that he's given us. So yeah. God allows us to know him. We are called to worship him and we're called to serve him. Mm -hmm. So there has to be that priority of serving. Like, you know, how can I take my time in such a way and manage my time to where I always have that opportunity to serve others? And right. we think like, Right. Serving others? Have you lost your mind? I have not <laughs> enough time for myself. Right. I, yeah. you know, yeah. And you hear this thing like, oh, you know, you got to take care of yourself. You got to, you know, make sure that me, myself, and I is taken care of it. Then I'll be healthy to take care of other people. Mm. The problem with that is, are you ever going to be fully healthy yourself? So one thing that I do every day that. is I get up and I look in the mirror and I don't ask myself how I feel. <laughs> Who cares how I feel? I'm living in this world. Wow. And another thing I think people need to take into thought is it's never going to be heaven on earth. Mm. Think about that. It's going to be heaven in heaven. In heaven. Right. And on earth, there's always going to be a fly in the ointment. There's always mm. going to be something. There's going to be a strain, a struggle, a hardship. Resistance. But yet God works through those strains, struggles, and hardships. And that's why, coming back again to having that time with the Lord, you know, we use this code word, we call it prayer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to pray about what, that. Yeah, what is that? That's, it's talking with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And being able to talk with Him, mm -hmm. having that daily time in His Word. You know, you ever hear those New Year's resolutions? I'm going to read my Bible 10 chapters a day. Well, that yeah. lasts for like a day, and then, yeah. right. you know, it goes by the wayside. Yeah. I think we bite off more than we can chew. So I tell people, like, look, set aside five minutes. You got five minutes? Mm -hmm. Get into God's Word. Yeah. Read his word for five minutes, you know, pray for five minutes mm -hmm. and just and start there. Like if your reading turns into 20 minutes, great. If it turns into 45 minutes, great. Mm -hmm. If your prayer time turns into an hour, great. If it turns yeah. into 10 minutes, great. Mm -hmm. But you set aside, I'm going to do this no matter what. Right. Then what you're going to find out and what young people are going to find out and what old people find out is when you put all those things in the right priority, then all of a sudden you start having more time. It's like uh, we were talking off air and I yeah. said, God multiplies yeah. your time. Yeah. He multiplies it. And I feel like he multiplies your capacity in a he way. Does. You know, like when you're spending mm -hmm. more time with him, I was talking to my, my Bible study group and we were talking about craving and yeah. kind of how you were saying like, just start with five minutes. Yeah. But when you start with five minutes yeah. and you realize how amazing it is to yes. spend time with the God of the universe, yeah. then you're like, well, I want more of this because yes. I'm experiencing those, that peace, that joy, that surpassing yeah. all of the craziness of the world. And now I want 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. Like how long can I stretch this, yeah. you know? And I think that that really, you know, goes into the rest of your day too. Yeah, I think that's super interesting. And I don't know if you've caught on yet who the insider is, <laughs> but the gentleman who did our premarital counseling taught us one thing. It was yeah. really important our premarital counseling. He said that people, and he was going through a book, so we're going yeah. through a book together. Yeah. He said that um, something that people tend to do wrong as they're looking to date or get engaged and get married is right. they tend to prioritize with it being God, family, uh, no, I'm sorry, God, marriage, family work. And three and right. four can be interchanged. Right. And he said that's totally wrong. And I'm like, You're like what? No, <laughs> no, I was like, I thought that's yeah. right. He said, no, 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 it's God, marriage, family work. He said the distance yeah. between that should be so great. Yeah. It should honestly, it should, yeah. it should uh, convict you. Yeah. It should make you feel uncomfortable yeah. of how, how much further God is in terms of your priorities. Because yeah. I think that's where a lot of uh, this generation can get confused, myself yeah. included, is that mm -hmm. God's just, he's number one. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He's number one. 
but everything else is a close two, three, four, five, six. You know, everything no, else is so, it's like it's right there. And then I start to interchange. And then I'm just like, oh, I don't need to, I'll just respond to that email and I'll get back to prayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, I, I don't need to go do that. I don't need to go help set up for church. Yeah. I need to go do this. And yeah. he's such a close, I'm so willing to just substitute him so quickly. And he doesn't really, uh, he doesn't have my reverent obedience. Yeah. He doesn't have that at all. He, yeah. he, he has my, my honor, but yeah. he doesn't have my obedience because he's yeah. so close to get replaced. It does need to be a big gap between mm-hmm. God and then wife, children, you know, all of yeah. these other things that happen in life, our jobs. I mean, our jobs are important, but it's like nothing compares to the relationship with God. It always goes back to him. And, you know, in the 21st century that we're in now and, Everything's so crazy. I mean, they didn't have all these distractions. I mean, yeah. these are distractions. Yeah. They're killing us. There's so many things to, yeah. to occupy. There's TV, there's this, there's that. I mean, you know, it's like it's music. It's yeah. you know, it's just everything. But our phones, it's like we can't get away from it. It's like We're if addicted. I leave my house without my phone, mm-hmm. it's like, turn around because I'm so connected with everything. It's like I have to have that thing. But there has to be that time that you separate from it. And when you do... And you prioritize. Oh, my goodness. Then the Holy Spirit of God starts working inside you. Then you can have a full plate because I always have a full plate. I mean, I'm like my plate is overflowing. By the (laughs) way, I'm an eating machine. Okay, I love full plates, but it's like I like having a lot of things to do. I thrive in that. You know, idle time is not your friend. Because idle time allows you to do things that you probably wouldn't do. Right. And so I think it's good to be busy. I, I, again, I thrive in being busy. Mm-hmm. But I want to be busy for the right things. Mm-hmm. And so we, again, need to prioritize, well, mm-hmm. what's good, right. what's not good. And it's nothing wrong. I used to think I can never say no to someone. Yeah. But it's like, I say no now. It's like, no, you know, I can't do that or I can only do it for this much time. I remember I was in a meeting one time and this guy says, okay, well, I got to get home to my family. So I have 30 minutes. And at the end of 30 minutes, he was gone. And I'm thinking, like, that is so cool because I've been in meetings where a 30 minute meeting turned into three hours. Yeah. And it's like that guy had enough wisdom time. to say, yeah. I'm, I'm giving 30 minutes to this and then I need to go home to my family. Yeah. And I think that saying no at times is a good thing and a godly thing Amen. to do. You <laughs> Amen. Know? It's like, yeah. And especially for the things that matter the most. So so we got to talk to you before we got on air. Yes. And something that was just almost convicting talking to you is just fear, feeling how on fire you are and how, pas- how passionate you are about the Lord and what He's doing in your life and through your life. And I guess I would just love to know is trying to get to that place. Say you're, I mean, so one sub question would be is going from Riverside to the heart of Los Angeles. Have you noticed a difference in the way that the church responds to God? And, and what type of resistances have you seen people share with you about why they can't make that really big leap of faith that put God that big priority where they're walking on fire like you are? Because I know I personally experience it, and my wife sometimes does. And so how would you say people get from, you know, it's almost like a 212 the extra degree. You know, at 211 degrees, water is hot, you know, but it's yeah. just hot. At 212 degrees temperature, yeah. water is boiling, and right. boiling creates steam, and steam right. can power a train. Right. So the difference between one degree of temperature is the difference right. between having hot water That's and a moving train. Yeah. And so how can the young church, especially out here, who feel so distracted, maybe they feel they're called to be an actor, musician, whatever it may right. be, and they feel called to that hustle, that yeah. grind, that, you know, I'm going to yeah. put in because God called me to this. But how, do you, how would you encourage them to, to not replace what's, what's urgent for what's really important? Well, 
you asked a lot of questions there. So number You're one, welcome. Yeah. well, number <laughs> one, uh, and again, you know, I, you, I just can't speak of this more. It's like, I have a couple of life verses, you know, Acts 20, 24 says, but I do not consider my life of any account as dear to myself in order to that, that I may finish my course in the ministry, which the Lord has given me to preach the gospel. You that know? one hit and hard. So, yeah. And so that, and then there's a really another cool verse in Malachi 2, 6, it says, talking about the man or the woman that God wants us to be, he says, true instruction was in his mouth and unrighteousness was not found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness and he turned many back from iniquity. That was the fruit of his yeah. life. And so it's really, it's putting the Lord first and it's saying like, look, anyone can do this. It's like when I first got saved, I was working in construction. I was mm -hmm. working 60 hours a week. I'm working, you know, 12 hour days. When I first got married, my, I would leave my house at five in the morning. I was working 12 to 14 hour days and I was getting mm -hmm. home at like five, six, seven o'clock at night. My poor wife would have dinner ready for me. And it's like, I mean, I'm just all these hours. And yet I had this passion to serve the Lord. And I wanted to be like that guy that you talked about off air, you know, saying, Isaiah, you know, Lord, here I am, send me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, send me. But I didn't think it would ever happen with me because I was kind of a hyper guy and, and everything. It didn't seem to fit into the church. You know, mm -hmm. everyone's like, whoa, dude, you got to stop drinking so much caffeine. I'm like, I don't drink coffee. And they're like, okay, that's scary. I was about okay. to bring that up. They don't even drink coffee. You know, and, and it's like, but it's like God has a desire to use us. Mm -hmm. And he's looking for those who are willing to be used. Yeah. And it's important for us to understand that God is not looking for great ability. He's looking for those who are available. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's like, we have to understand that. And one thing that I did in my life was I made myself available. Mm -hmm. And I always put the Lord first. And it's like, I got into church. I got plugged in with church. I was serving at church. And it's like, these are the things that I did. You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Yeah. So I surrounded myself with that. And I just thank God so much that he gave me a wife that had that same passion and that mm. same desire. And so she has prayed for me. I have prayed for her. And it's like, so our whole goal in our life was to put the Lord first. So that doesn't mean that I still wasn't working 60 hours a week. I was still working hard. I had four kids. I had to, you know, they never stopped eating. Yeah. You know, they never stopped wearing shoes out. Mm -hmm. I had to meet all of those needs and everything. But in the midst of those things, I always prioritized the Lord. So when you're talking about a young person like, man, how do I pull all this together? I feel like I have gifts and I want to, mm -hmm. use, I want to be used of the Lord. Well, okay, then let's look at your life. You know, Jesus asked a really great question. There was a man in John chapter five and he was lying by the pool of Bethesda. Mm -hmm. And so he thought like when the water was stirred there that if yeah. someone helped him get into the water, if you got into the water first, you would get healed. But you know, he was lame, you know, he couldn't walk and all mm -hmm. of these things. You were not given details of what his uh, situation was, but we know that he couldn't walk. Mm -hmm. So Jesus asked him this question and he Ooh. was there for 38 years. And he says, mm -hmm. do you wish to be well? Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like, what kind of a stupid question is that? Yeah. I've been here for 38 yeah. years. Yeah. How could, of course I want to be well. Mm -hmm. But was it really that foolish of a question? Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. Do you wish to be well? I mean, how much do you wish to be well? I wonder how many people listening right now, oh, I want to be well, I want to do this and I want to do that. Well, are you willing to follow the Lord? You want the are, responsibility of it. Are you willing to 
knock out the compromises in mm. your life? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to take out those things that are displeasing to the Lord? Yeah. The, all those little secret sins that God knows. Mm -hmm. you know, the very thing that drove me to Christ was Luke 12, 3. And Jesus said, it, you know, everything that's, that's done in the dark will be heard in the light. And mm. everything that's whispered in the inner room will be proclaimed on the housetops of heaven. Wow. That cleaned my clock because on the outside, I looked like the nice boy. Mm -hmm. Everything was good, you know. I was respectful to elders, you know. I, you know, I kind of had it together. Had the coolest car in my high school, you know. Had a '69 Mach 1 Mustang, yep. and hey, you know, <laughs> girls, yeah. beauty and hair, guys, what you are is what you drive, you know. <laughs> and so I had all the cool stuff. I looked the part, but inside, I had all kinds of secret sins in my life, and there was darkness. And God knew what was in there. So it's like, do you wish to be well? Yes, I wish to be well. Do you wish to be well enough to give up some of the things that are literally holding you back mm. okay. from becoming the man or the woman that God wants you to be? Yeah. Now, God's not looking for perfection. None of us are perfect, right? right. The Bible says in, in 1 John 1, 8, it says, if you say you have no sin in your life, you're a liar. Right. Mm -hmm. right. But he goes on to the next verse. But if you confess your sin, if you agree with God, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin mm -hmm. and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So that's why we're, yeah. we're always having to go back to the cross. Yeah. You know, we'll never be sinless, but we can sin less yeah. and sin less and sin that's less. Good. And as you have that thrust of your life that is like, Lord, I do want to do what's right. Mm -hmm. Not meaning you're perfect, mm -hmm. but the thrust is like, the Lord, desire. I want to put you first. Mm -hmm. Then God will open those doors for you. Mm. And he will bless your life. Getting back to what we were saying at the beginning in Deuteronomy 28. Mm -hmm. I love that. Babe, do you want to give away our secret person? Yeah, what is, hey, a, what is well, a secret so, you've been holding back from yeah. me, you know? So I'll throw out a couple more hints. i got to make sure you can't see this. <laughs> I'll throw out a couple more hints, and you can let me know. Just say if this is true or false. I'm going to throw out a couple um, fake ones. That I'm really going to test you here. Okay. Did you discover a rare Mustang in the Dominican Republic? Well, okay, half of that question is true yep. and the other half is false because <laughs> yep, it was exactly. not in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> okay. I, I threw you a little curveball. Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. What would you say your favorite taco place is? Let's say on the count of three. My favorite taco place? Favorite taco place. Well, okay, now, now there's multiple. Okay, now you can't get me down on tacos because, you know, there's a place here in Orange County that I love, you mm -hmm. know. And then, uh, and then of course, there's Tito's Tacos. Tito's Tacos. There it is. I mean, that's yeah. like, it's an there institution. But I will say this about Tito's. Their tacos are good, but it's their bean and cheese burrito. That's over the top. It's the number it. one rated bean and cheese burrito in all of America. Wait, really? I, oh, I like, mean, even, actually, oh, because oh, I feel like is. every place is like number one in America. No, no, no. Yeah. This was actually rated by it. some survey. Nice. It's number one in Hollywood Digest. Meat sauce on it. Don't put meat sauce on it. You blow the glory of the beans. There's so much uh, fat in those beans that your arteries are clogging on the first bite. But it's so good. Oh my goodness. But anyway, okay. So, yes. so I have another one. Yes. Is it true? that you emceed an event for Billy Graham with 110,000 people. That is true. And the that last is true. Yeah. I emceed his last crusade at the crusade. Rose Bowl with, yes. And the last hint is, did $1,000 worth of fireworks explode on some <laughs> beach somewhere? Absolutely. <laughs> it was like, I don't know how it happened, but yeah, there was, uh, there was like, there was, I don't know if you want to call them fireworks or parcel sticks of dynamite. Oh, but no. <laughs> I, I've heard, I've heard. And I heard that you guys had to offer a peace offering to the nearby camp. We did. 
We did because one of our, one of my leaders that I was blessing down there threw an entire package of M80s under a guy's seat oh, and they wow. blew up. And so oh, we no. had to offer food and sacrifices to keep <laughs> the guy from killing our one guy. Oh, yes. Oh, okay, yes. so I'm gonna give you a three, two, one, and then you have to guess. Oh, who the secret guy is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you think you have an idea? Oh, it's probably a, a young man that I adopted as a son, and his name's Josh Thompson. <laughs> there he is. And he has a church in <laughs> Studio City. And that's the church yeah, we go to. That's our church. I love it. It's uh, why I was playing coy earlier when you kept way, asking us. By the way, I spoken at that church. Really? I actually think yeah. I remember you, because but you were in a collared shirt. Yeah. I think. Yes. Well, on Sunday morning, I always wear T-shirts just because that's the way mm -hmm. I've always dressed. I just yeah. always wear jeans mm -hmm. and a T-shirt. But on Sunday morning, I do actually wear a button-down shirt. No oh, job. I love what it. a button-down shirt. I love it. Well, yeah. we love Josh. He yeah. did our premarital counseling, and we actually, moving here, we wanted to find a church that we would go to together. Yes. And yes. it was the first church we went to. I took about six pages of notes, and I was like, yeah. I just feel like I had a hearty meal. Well, you Josh know? Thompson, you know, he was in our high school ministry. Uh, I caught him when I first became the youth pastor. Mm -hmm. I caught him coming into the thing when he was a high schooler at Ramona High School in Riverside. And I was like, you, you need you. to go to yeah. high school camp. Yeah. And it's like, and I got him. And then that young man was doing concerts at uh, his high school. He had had me come out and speak at the concerts and wow. everything. Aww. And then we kind of adopted him. I ended up hiring him uh, as an intern at Harvest. Mm -hmm. And then he eventually became a pastor at yeah. Harvest. And, and we've been very, and so, very blessed yeah. by him. Well, I, I have to thank you for that. And Josh wanted me to personally thank you for everything you've done in his life. And well, it's he's cool a total to, blessing. Him and Katie and their baby, yeah. it's just total blessing. You it's know? cool to yeah. think how you've indirectly impacted our life and you never have even yeah. met us. And now we're interviewing today on this podcast. And wow. so that's just, you know, how I cool just, God I love is. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you're, let me tell you this, you're in a great church, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, and uh, we were instrumental in encouraging him uh, in, you know, getting the church and helping the church get off the ground. And, and we're just so thankful, you know, so thankful. Mm -hmm. That's well, why I told you in the back room, like, oh, you'd sooner see it. There's know, a great church I know. there. <laughs> and then I was like, deer in the headlights. I was like, don't give it away, Tori. Oh, don't give it away. That is so fun. Oh. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just going to wrap it up a little yeah, bit. But sure. I, I really I really have to say that I came into this interview hoping to get a five-step plan of how <laughs> we can encourage other people and how yeah. we can encourage ourselves on, on how to how to say no more often or yeah. or how to how to say yes less or whatever that yeah. may look like yeah but i have to say i'm so happy with the answer you gave us which is yeah. take a look at your priorities is god number one and is he truly number one mm -hmm. and are you walking in that are you spending intentional time yeah. are you storing his word on yes. your heart i yes. think we can all tell through this podcast that yeah. you are a, a complete testimony of how you stored his word on your heart. I mean, you've mentioned scripture and literally every other word that mm -hmm. you said. So thank you for taking time uh, just to encourage Thanks us, encourage the audience. I hope everyone else feels blessed by that. And uh, thank you for saying yes to God over culture. And we just want to hand the floor over to you, Steve. And is there anything you got going on you want to let the audience know about? Absolutely. Well, you know, we're Core Church Los Angeles. We're on the busiest intersection in L.A. We're on the west side of L.A. We're on the intersection of the 10 Freeway and La Cienega. Mm -hmm. La Cienega is the busiest street in L.A. So God put us right there. You can see our church from the freeway. We've got a big old Jesus Save sign mm -hmm. that has flashing lights on it and what have you. We have three services every Sunday, 830, 1030, and 1230. And, you know, people can check us out. We have a free app for your, you know, your phone 
phones or tablets or whatever. It's just Core Church Los Angeles. It's got hundreds, really, actually probably thousands of messages on there that you can watch video-wise. We're on KKLA, uh, you know, multiple radio stations around the United States. You know, 20 stations now we're on. And so, anyway, they can check us out at corechurchla.org. I love Corechurchla.org. I, I, I need to work on my radio oh, voice. I know, we both do. We both do. We just want to thank you once again. I know that we were encouraged, and like Chad said, we hope that the audience was encouraged as well. And we just want to personally thank you uh, for your servant's heart for coming out here and being on our podcast. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. God bless both of you. Um. Um.